0: Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. This is Father Michael. We are now in Holy Week. Um, the priests of the Archdiocese have been hearing confessions in um, different parishes throughout the Archdiocese and around the world. Priests have been hearing confessions. And as a priest, uh, the Lord always gives me um, insights in the confessional one of the graces um, of being a priest is you really learn through the Holy Spirit how amazing it is how God speaks through you um, or speaks through us as priests to the penitents, to the people coming to confession. I'm always amazed of some of the ideas that Jesus gives to me um, in the confessional, so I'd like to share just a few thoughts. One is God was sharing with me how confession or the act of going to confession is um, our faith in action. It's it's an expression of our faith. It's our faith, which is a gift, um, that brings us to confession. As we come into the confessional, as we go to confession, we are there because our faith tells us that there's a God that's in love with us. And we've chosen to act in certain ways or think in certain ways. Or speak in ways that offend this perfect loving God. So when you go to confession, you're, you are putting your faith in action. You're saying, I can't in good conscience continue to live without Stopping, hitting pause and coming to say I'm sorry. That I've wounded my relationship with Jesus Christ, with God the Father, with the Holy Spirit by my sin. And this is a beautiful thing. This is a, an act that truly pleases God. You know, There's nothing better than doing what's right and being honest. If we've broken God's commandments, we're honest with him and say, God, I love you. I know you love me more than life itself. And I can't continue to live um, in good conscience or, or in peace of conscience without first saying, I'm sorry to you for X, Y, or Z. You know, you name your sins. So confessing our sins is... It's really, it says I care. I care about my relationship with Jesus Christ. And 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 it should be uncomfortable a bit, because we gotta confront our pride. We gotta confront, you know, the part of us that that perhaps doesn't believe in love or doesn't think God can love us after we've sinned. And so Jesus comes to us. And this beautiful, amazing sacrament. You know, remember, that God doesn't need uh, the sacraments. We need the sacraments. And God wants us to be with Him forever. So He g- gave us these seven sacraments and this special gift of sacrament of reconciliation as we are right now in this Jubilee Year of Mercy is such an amazing grace. It can take in s- someone who is dead in sin And totally restore them to life. And I'm always amazed as a priest even how, you know, people come to confession after years and years of being away. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit, even as you're listening right now to this brief reflection, like God's working in you right now. And when you go to confession... God hits delete. Did you ever think about that? If you come into confession and you spill out your heart and your sins to the Lord and you do the best you can, obviously you're never going to... None of us will always remember every sin that we've committed. I mean, that's not an excuse to, to avoid confessing sins. We know we need to confess, but you're not going to remember all your sins. If, if the case was we only got God's mercy... If we confessed all our sins, then we'd all be doomed because we forget we're weak. This is why we need, again, take time in silence and solitude and prayer and confess our sins um, regularly, not just once a year or every few years or ever even Christmas and Easter. Like, we sin. Um, just like you bathe your body regularly, you've got to bathe your soul regularly in the precious blood of Christ. So, so God hits delete. When you go to confession, he, he removes all of your sin, confessed, um, and those sins that are even forgotten. Like, they're gone. He's deleted them. It's like a, imagine a, a, a disk or, or a thumb drive, you know, you delete the files, they're gone. You can't go back and say, oh, where's my files? Once you walk out of that confessional, after you've received absolution, your sins are gone, deleted. And it feels really good. I don't know how many of you have experienced that, but when you really make a good confession, you feel really good. Like, you feel peace. You feel the restoration of that relationship. Um, even even non-Catholics, there's, there's certain non-Catholics that are, you know, trying to, if you will, express the sacrament um, by having um, confession to ministers even. So it's, it's a part of God's plan. You know, read the Scriptures. Jesus said to the apostles, Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you hold bound or held bound. Meaning, how do the apostles know what sins to forgive and what sins to hold bound? Well, they have, to be, they have to hear the sins confessed. And so Jesus gives us the priesthood as an extension in time of his merciful heart. And so we come to confession to receive this beautiful, amazing gift Or all of our sins are deleted. You know, another image the Lord's given me in the confessional is, you know, imagine sin is like a a permanent marker that's on your skin. Every sin you commit is like some are bigger, some are less. You know, you have venial sins, you have uh, mortal sins. And and the Lord is, we try to maybe rub them off ourselves with water or some solvent or whatever, but only the blood of Christ can remove the stain of sin. If you think of the blood of Jesus, is like when you go into confession and you're naming and pointing out those stains. Jesus, with His precious blood, like removes that stain off your body, mind, and spirit, so you're free from the stain of sin. Another analogy the Lord's given me in the confessional, which is kind of like a battle, a battle image. Which is, you know, if you if you get shot with a BB gun, it's going to sting and I guess it could go into your skin, which is not good. But if you get shot with a gun or you're stabbed with a knife or if you step on a, a, a nail or um, say you get scratched or pricked with a pin, um, like there's there's a hierarchical order of sin, like regarding the seriousness like if you step on a needle that's not as serious as stabbed with a knife or a sword or shot with a gun right so there's venial sin and there's 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 mortal sin and you know like you're gonna bleed right so the body loses blood when you when you are wounded um, and the soul loses grace when you're wounded so remember the enemy shooting those fiery darts at us read Ephesians chapter 6. You know, we are attacked. This is a spiritual war. Our souls are under attack. Satan is hunting you and I. Demons hunt us. They want to uh, catch us off guard and and trap us um, and tempt us to fall into sin and begin to lose blood, lose God's life. And when you start losing God's life, just like when you lose enough blood, you start fading and, and passing out. Um, same thing is if you lose enough of God's life, you're in darkness. You fade out of reality, like you're no longer aware of the spiritual realm. You're you're living for this world alone, and you're caught up in the world and the flesh, and the devils just keeping you in that life of sin. And remember Saint Ignatius in the Rules of Discernment, he says someone moving away from God, um, the Holy Spirit will bite and nag at your conscience, while the evil spirit. We'll just simply encourage you to stay in that pattern of sin, moving away from God. Or someone moving toward God, the Holy Spirit will console and strengthen them with, you know, greater love for God and service of the kingdom, whereas the the evil spirit then will want to bite and nag and attack us or retaliate, right, when we're moving toward God. So pay attention, my brothers and sisters. We are on earth, but we are not of this world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. And the Lord wants to live through us. And Satan hates Christ. He could care less about you and I, but he hates Christ. And he doesn't want us to stay in the state of grace. He doesn't want us to stay in grace. He doesn't want us to go to confession. He don't want us acknowledging our sin, confessing our sin, being sorry. He doesn't want us taking time enough to think about our sins. And, and prepare for a good confession. You know, he wants us, you know, once a year going to confession, like how in the world do we expect to grow? You know, like imagine soil. If you walked over soil every day for 365 days, it's going to pat it down so, so hard that rain is not going to wash into the water. So another image God's given me is, you know, confession is like turning the dirt over, removing the stones and the weeds, so that, so that when the rain comes, the seed comes, that, that the soil can receive it. And there could be a fertile ground for the seed, the word of God, um, and the waters of the Holy Spirit, and the sun, the light of grace, that their growth will occur. Um, there's no way seed's going to grow um, or water's going to enter soil that's been packed down and stomped down. So it's such as the confession once a year How can our souls really bear much fruit if we're only confessing once a year? So I want to encourage you to make frequent confessions. The Blessed Mother has always said, every month we should go to confession. You know, think of the first Friday, first Saturday confessions. This is a time to come to confession, um, to enter into devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And if you go to confession regularly and you prepare well and do a good examination and make a good confession, you will experience a greater um, fruitfulness in your reception of the Eucharist. You know, so many people go to communion every week, but you wonder how many people are, are in mortal sin. How many people actually are ready or disposed properly to receive the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, I know in my own life people have told me like once they've seriously taken the church's teaching, which is if you're in mortal sin, you don't go to confession or communion, you go to confession first, then they start experiencing God more because they're taking their relationship with God more serious. You know, if you can go out and, if you will, sleep around and then come back home to your spouse and say, hey, let's renew our marital love, there, there's no sense about that. So if you're making idols and false gods and choosing serious sin and you come to mass and just simply go to communion without confessing first it's no different than someone that's you know prostituting themselves around and saying that ah it's no big deal to come home and and to love my spouse in an intimate way like that's um it's not right and we know that so let's make things right the lord says let us set things right says the lord So I want to encourage you today in this little podcast to make a good and holy confession. It should be uncomfortable. You know, a good uncomfortableness. You know, when you go to the doctors, if you have um, uh, uh, symptoms, if you don't tell the doctor your symptoms, how is the doctor going to help uh, diagnose and heal, right? So Jesus is the divine physician. We come to confession, if you will, to asked him to heal us, and we name our ailments, our sicknesses, our disease of sin, we name them, and, and you know, giving the Lord um, our sins and ways to examine your conscience. You can go online. I mean, there's tons of examines. Um, you can examine your conscience in light of the Ten Commandments, um, or examine your conscience in light of the uh, seven deadly sins, you know, pride, envy, lust, gluttony, greed, sloth anger. Um, examining our lives in light of sin. What are the sins? And, you know, it's just the acknowledgement of sin is the acknowledgement of there's a right and there's a wrong. You know, in our relativistic world and society, you know, think about this. If I'm not confessing my sins, I basically said there is no sin. I basically said that I determine what's right and wrong. And if you're doing that, if we are doing that, we're basically saying that we are God and that we are the judge of what's right and wrong. We are the determiners of good and evil rather than um, one who bows before the great King Jesus Christ, who is the determiner of what's right and wrong, of good and evil. Remember the Garden of Eden? You know, we, they took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, meaning God says, I'm the determiner of what's good and evil. And Adam and Eve wanted to do it themselves. They took from that tree saying, I will decide, God, what's good and evil. And so I want to encourage you, don't be afraid to make a good confession and to confront your sins. Let the Lord and the Holy Spirit confront your sins. And don't let the old self, as St. Paul says, put off the old self. Don't let the old self keep you away from the confessional. See, the old self has been formed by the world, the flesh, and the devil. The new self, that's your your baptized self, is Christ in you. He wants to lead you to the Father. So let's let the Father deliver us from all evil through the Son, by the power of the Spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful and amazing Holy Week.